Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. Today, I'm going to be talking with a fascinating guy, Andrew Bartlow. Andrew is based in San Francisco and is the founder and CEO of a wonderful program for HR people called People Leader Accelerator. So we're going to get into that and learn a bit about Andrew and how Andrew is growing that program. But firstly, Andrew, thank you very much for joining me today. Hey, really my pleasure. Thanks for hosting me. Very good. For people listening to this, you probably can't, you obviously you cannot see what's behind it, but Andrew is one of these people who's got some awesome books on the shelf behind him. And now I'm forcing you to look backwards or look in the mirror, but any quick hot tips before we get started into any HR or business growth books that you hold out as classics? Oh boy, there, there are definitely a few classics. In the, in the high growth tech world, Elad Gill's high growth handbook is nice. fantastic. Um, talent selection. I still go back to Brad Smart's book, Top Grading, some elements to really like about that and some things I might disagree with too. And then behind me is my own book, Scaling for Success. So that, that was just released last year by Columbia University. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, we'll get into the book shortly. But yeah, some great recommendations and already some controversies. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So just a snapshot before we get into the business side of things, what's your background? So people have some context. Well, my, my entire career has been in human resources, internships leading up to grad school, attended arguably the strongest graduate program in the human resources field. Illinois, Michigan State, and Cornell always fight it out. I went to Illinois proudly, especially during basketball season. Yeah. And I've had 25 years of human resources experience at Fortune 500 companies like Pepsi and General Electric and a bunch of different startups, some of which you've heard of, like Masterclass and others that you probably haven't that don't exist anymore, and have led the HR function four, five, maybe six times, depending how you count mergers and acquisitions. So yeah, I'm a life, a lifelong, career-long HR guy. Nice. Uh, you reminded me of a couple of things. One is I, I read the Jack Welch book, speaking of books that we were talking about earlier. So yeah, the G reminded me of that. Some, I love all the anecdotes and so on. But you also reminded me of the internship because you said, yeah, you did an HR one. I did one in the middle of the desert in Australia. So Australia is pretty hot, pretty dry. And then I went to the hottest, driest place, did an internship. And at the end of the program, I was surrounded by engineers and chemists and all these sort of people. But we went to a pub and someone had organized a night out for the students at the end of it. And I was given the HR absolutely effing useless job award. So right from the beginning, I knew that HR had to be very business focused and we had to sort of sell our case almost. So I'm sure you've experienced a few moments like that, but it was a, it was a formative moment for me. You know, it's been a heck of a ride in human resources and, and that, hey, for a big chunk of my career, it was a little awkward for me to claim human resources as my field. You know, that if you're not in it, and in fact, even if you are in it, you don't necessarily understand what the work is. When I tell you know somebody on the street or an acquaintance that I'm in HR, there, there's often this immediate visceral response of, <laughs> "Oh, people must love you. You're a you're a people person." Or, "Boy, people must like tell you all their problems and uh, you know benefits and payroll and yeah, the, those are aspects of the job." But I've I've always approached it more like a management consultant. How do you help your organization be more effective? And 
And that's a little bit more than an, you know, a, a, an elevator ride can can explain to, you know, just an acquaintance on the street. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about the People Leader Accelerator. What exactly is it? What do you cover and, and how is it structured? Sure. Well, hey, I, I think of the People Leader Accelerator as my love letter to the HR profession and those people that that do the work. Yeah, I, I've learned a lot and stubbed my toes and skinned my knees over many years in this in this field and function, had some success. And after being very fortunate with my career and writing one company to a CHRO role and an IPO and pulling my parachute a few years ago, I'm really just trying to focus on and help other HR professionals, help them be more successful, do better work, be more influential in today's world. There's so much burnout in this profession, you know, help, help them avoid the burnout. And believe it or not, it's not rocket science, but there's no other program that I'm aware of. So I, I went out and created my own to help the practitioners elevate and upskill. And it's not the technical, tactical, compliance, legal tax stuff that you might get from a SHRM certification. And it's not the academic, you know, focused work that you might get from a university degree. Like, you know, I, I have an undergrad and a grad degree in this field and learned most of my work from the School of Hard Knocks exactly. instead. So, yeah. yeah. So People Leader Accelerator, it's the equivalent of an executive MBA for the working HR professional at the top of their function, usually a small to mid-sized business, helping them be more successful. You raise the point that there's no other program to your knowledge like this and so shroom would say hang on no there is there is or some of the, the colleges would uh, and shroom if you're outside of the us yeah it's like cipd in the uk or re in australia or other places but you feel quite strongly about that it stands alone or it's in it's, it's in a unique position yeah well i have firsthand experience i'm sphr certified and world of work certified executive compensation professional and Six Sigma and executive coaching and master's degree in the field, like you name it, I've been through it all. And there's still this donut hole between the, you know, call it tactical compliance, legal elements and academic concepts. And in the middle is how do you apply all this stuff? And how do you navigate your relationship with a CEO, founder, how do you balance your various stakeholders and constituents? And that's what I try to bring that I just haven't found anywhere else. Yeah. So when you were saying it's like a, the equivalent of an MBA, then that I guess is what you're implying is it's going to be including some case studies and practical challenges like a manufacturing business facing competitive pressures from China or Vietnam manufacturing centers. And then you've got turnover issues and the perfect storm with COVID, the rest of it. You know, how are you going to manage those the people side of that and combine it with the, with the CEO's vision, et cetera? Is that the kind of stuff we're talking about? Yeah, let's let's be specific. It's exactly like that, but take it home and make it more personal. Like the case studies are your own. Oh, nice. So every week for 16 weeks, we're working with a group of a dozen or fewer people only twice a year to work through their own case studies. What's happening at your organization relative to talent attraction and retention. We have curated, selected readings. We do homework together. 
we comment on each other's work. And a lot of it is a reflection on, okay, based on what you've learned, group discussion, small group discussion, time with faculty, uh, homework assignment, what could be better or different about the way you are doing things at your organization? And we pressure test those concepts and we workshop things together. And uh, the idea is that it's immediately applicable on the things that are important at your org right now. I can imagine that's possibly easier to sell internally for a CHRO or, a C, or an HR leader within a business to the CEO or the CFO, whoever has to pay for this, to say, well, I could go and get some compliance training or some sort of business education, but this is going to work on our specific challenges that we're dealing with. So that's going to help you reach your goals, your performance bonuses, et cetera. Is that a fair call? That's the idea. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Immediately applicable and help you with the current challenges at your organization and help you approach the work a little differently and be, be a, a stronger human resources executive and, and really know what to do with that seat at the table. And someone with your level of experience, depth, and, and you know the, the range of things that you've worked on, why did you not go into consulting as such as opposed to this approach? Well, I am. I am in consulting in, in many ways. The educational work that I do through People Leader Accelerator, you know, I kind of tongue in cheek, I talk about that as my love letter to the profession. Like that, that's my passion project. That's that that'll never be a seven, eight figure business. I I do that because I want to help others and I want to help the, the profession elevate. I spend probably half my time working with venture backed and private equity backed companies, yeah. doing the fun work, doing the OD and high-level business partner work, navigating between the investor capital sponsor and the CEO and C-suite and, and mentoring the HR leaders at these companies. So I'm, I'm still you know hands-on in the work. I haven't left and become an ivory tower academic. You know, I'd semi-retired four or five years ago with, with that you know, company that you know I rode like a rocket ship and then pulled my parachute. Um, was a very ineffective boomerang retiree in my mid forties and, and wanted to be useful. And so I'm doing the fun work in HR and I'm helping other HR leaders today. Yeah, right. So when they say find your sweet spot or your zone of genius, sounds like you've done that. You've also built out a couple of other service lines or service areas and they're self-paced guides, uh, and also the, the focus topical sprints. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. Well, well, I think of it as, you know, almost a pyramid with, you know, the, the most intensive content in the smallest groups. So the People Leader Accelerator is really the pinnacle of that work where we only put 20, 25 people through that program in a year. And, and then that really came out of the book. Um, and nowadays, who's actually sitting down and reading a 220-page book with footnotes in it? Not as many. Uh, I mean, there's a Kindle version, an audiobook version, that sort of thing. But it's you know, it's not one of these soundbite-style listicle um, articles that people consume so readily. So my partners and I were thinking about how to reach more people, how to do more good. Maybe there's some revenue in it, maybe not, but it's it's more about just getting the word out and helping more HR people be more successful. So top of the pyramid is the book and the, and the accelerator. And then we have sprints, which are three hour live workshops with a small group. 
and an instructor where we tackle whatever the topic is, whether it's strategic people planning, compensation, what's your philosophy, benchmarking, all that good stuff, culture, how do you define it? You know, I could list off all the things, but a three-hour workshop live. And then the foundation of that pyramid are the guides. And these guides are 50 to 80 page workbooks in PDF uh, with real templates and real exercises that you can download. We, we have some free versions and then we have the, the full version for, I think it's 500 bucks on the website, but you can get a real sample of what the work is. And hey, anybody can accelerate by downloading a guide without needing to pursue some certification or pay a consultant a bunch of money. You know, the idea is help the people doing the work. And we thought that would reach more people. And I'm curious for the accelerator and then the sprints. I know for, for me, I've run group programs and people listening to this, they've uh, run programs with internally or as business service lines, but filling the room, whether that's virtual or, or whatever, it's it's almost a nervous task at the start. You know, we, we've got a, a set number of people we need to have in it because it's a group program. We can't, if it's one-to-one, different story, no problem. But how do you go about filling that program from day zero to, all right, it's it's launch day, here we go? Yeah, the, uh, the business de- development and sales is frankly the hardest part for me and uh, i've experimented with uh with a few different avenues on on linkedin and google ads and working with a couple of different marketing vendors but what i've you know the, the only place that i've really found success in is working through my direct network i'm a member of several different hr communities that have google groups and slack communities and and now I'm managing one of my own with People Leader Accelerator. We have our own Slack workspace. Yeah, I've spent some thousands of dollars advertising, but it's really been about the network. And uh, you know, largely, I, I get a lot of referrals to the program from venture capital talent partners. So their their VC firm may invest in 200 different techno- high growth technology startups. And there will be a certain slice of those organizations that have a rising HR leader that, you know, is, is looking to extend their runway. And I, it's, it's an application only program though. We, we still turn away more people than we accept. Yeah. I I don't think we're quite as uh, selective as Harvard or Stanford, but you know, it's, it's at least a two to one application to acceptance and, you know, I'm actively trying to support more people. So, you know, I, I don't turn people away to be elitist. It's it's more about this being the right fit. Like if if what you're looking for is a is a quick fix, a 16-week program that with a hundred plus hours of of activity is not for you. Or if you're focused exclusively on talent acquisition, I, I could recommend another group. This is for this the person that wants to be a um, more strategic. HR leader and elevate in their work. Got it. And so you, you don't run free things like free webinars or blogs and eBooks to download and podcasts and stuff like that. Is that right? It's mostly through the network and then some paid stuff. Yeah, it's, it, it's mostly through the network. I mean, I, I put out some articles on, on my blog. I have a series B consulting website and 
I'll publish some of my own work, some of my uh, faculty members' work and and others. We, we've had some nice hits. I, I worked with a PR agency and we showed up in Bloomberg and International Business Times and Market Watch and Yahoo Finance and got some really nice media hits uh, for People Leader Accelerator. But my my programs are you know generally paid and the the free access are podcasts. I've been you know honored to be a guest on. 60, 65 podcasts over the past few years. So there's some interest in this sort of work. Yeah. Do you find that works well for you? You know, I I frankly don't have any clear tracking of, you know, X person came from this appearance or that. But what I really like is that I'm able to access other people's audiences. It broadens my own circle and it constantly gives some fresh content. So rather than me you know, sitting down to write an article that I can be proud of, you know, an organic conversation from with a host who's interested in the domain is, is frankly easier and often a lot more fun for me. And speaking of writing, I mean, you're, you're a glutton for punishment. You've, you've done every certificate and uh, college degree, it seems under the sun, but you then go and write scaling for success. What led you to do that? Well, I think that was, that was a bit of a search from me as as I was trying to redefine myself after being chief HR officer of you know Fortune 500 equivalent level company, you know the, the organization now is known as Invitation Homes. They're even during the latest market drop here this summer of 2022, they're they're still worth 25 billion or or more. You know, big business. I, I walked away from that and decided you know with my little girls, I no longer wanted to travel five days a week. And, you know, I was living here in the Bay and headquarters was in Texas and had a, had a great severance package as the company went through another, yet another merger. And so I pulled my ripcord and, and I was trying to figure out what the heck to do with myself. And so I was a really terrible stay at home dad for a while. And I decided to tackle my, my bucket list. And on that bucket list was write a book. And that's where scaling for success came from. What came from my own personal experiences helping a bunch of different businesses grow. And I partnered with just an outstanding world-class management professor, my friend Brad Harris. He recently left Texas Christian University, TCU in Fort Worth, and and moved to Paris. Uh, not Paris, Texas. He moved to Paris, France. And now he's a manage a professor of management at HEC Paris, which is the top management school in, in Europe. So together we we wrote this book and the idea was to be useful to people that do what we do. Yeah, fabulous. There's not much Texas barbecue in, in Paris, I believe, but uh, what's in the book? Tell us about the book and why should someone check it out? Yeah, well, it's it's very specifically targeted to human resources leaders at high growth companies. Now, you don't have to be a technology company that's venture-backed, but boy, you know, here in the Bay Area, there, there are plenty of those. And living here in the Bay Area and seeing some of the people management practices in those high-growth tech companies and seeing those practices and processes being echoed worldwide, I was seeing a lot of opportunity, frankly. <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I was seeing a lot of opportunity. And, uh, you know, how, how do we help these companies be more successful? How do we help the HR leaders be more successful? You know, so what's in the book is 
the basics. Like what are, what are the foundational components of what the work is in human resources? How do you quickly cover those needs? You know, it's it's not quite a checklist. It's it's you know not not quite a playbook. Uh, we tink- we tinkered with those ideas, but we kept coming back to it depends. It depends on your situation, your scenario, and your stakeholders, and your size, and your financial position, and your the personalities of your founder or CEO. And so I'll try to be succinct with this answer. I may, maybe I've already lost it. No, no. It provides the basic frameworks for you as an HR leader to make decisions on the primary components of people management in your org, from org structure to talent acquisition to total rewards, legal and compliance. What are the most common, most likely things for you to see, for you to encounter? And what are frameworks by which you to approach, by, by which you can approach those issues? Now, the decisions will be yours. Best practices are really dangerous. You know, I, I roll my eyes a lot when I hear about holacracy from Zappos or, you know, other, you know, kind of flavor of the moment things at, at highly successful companies. And so I'm just really trying to help HR leaders, you know, learn how to fish. Yeah, absolutely. I'm laughing because a few years ago, so uh, I used to be an HR guy, now a marketing guy for HR companies. But a few years ago, I used to have certain things that worked really, really well for HR companies. And I would sort of push those more often. And then I realized over time that every company is different. But you mentioned from the HR perspective that personalities of the leaders is is a big factor. And I, I agree that the personalities of the company, of the leaders, shape the personality of the company. And so in the marketing sense, there are some companies I know where they are very data-driven. So it's very much about ads and funnels and conversion tracking and things like that. And it works well for them, but they might not have much content or presentations and things. Other companies that work, that perform just as well, they're all about team photos and meet the team and stuff, humanizing, showing the personalities. And that converts just as well. So I agree with that. And then the last thing, the reason I was laughing is I just had a little flashback to that movie, Jerry Maguire, the very end of that movie where um, they're having that beautiful moment. He scores the touchdown, he phones his wife and he hugs his agent, Jerry Maguire. It's a beautiful moment. And then his rival, who's just signed some other big quarterback from the opposition team or something, um, looks at his agent and thinks, we don't have that kind of relationship. So the the rival tries to hug him and he he just pushes him away. So we're all different. We have to play to our strengths. I think you've done an amazing job with this. Just finally on on the the business growth, any advice for others, any lessons learned along the way on how to grow or things to avoid or just general business growth advice for other businesses? Yeah, well, I, I certainly can't claim that I've cracked the code. You know, Ben, maybe I need to follow up with you for your marketing assistance after this. <laughs> discussion. Yeah, I, I've taken some some blind dart throws with uh, with advertising. And I found that what I'm what I'm providing the services that I provide are higher ticket, more personal. It's not the sort of thing that you know, somebody responds to it, Google AdWords or a, or a LinkedIn splash, you know, it's it's more personal contact. And so after spending, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, chasing that, I'd say experimenting, but, you know, certainly no scientific method to that. I've landed on getting more personal with people. And so that's one, one suggestion. And the second would be, 
I followed a bit of a field of dreams content creation. If you build it, they yeah, will yeah. come. Yeah, and I, I think that's a risk for those of us that are that are content creators that are deep in the space and we're drawn to providing these guides and these tools. But boy, nobody will consume it unless you can figure out how to reach them and how to talk about it and make it clear that that it will help them. And so, you know, I'd, I'd encourage people to, you know, be cautious about going too far down the rabbit hole of, you know, the the field of dreams of of building it more and more content creation without really understanding how that will connect with your with your intended audience. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. And I know from experience, just looking at my own data and from clients' work and so on, that companies that have blogs, I know that 80% of the traffic comes from 20% of the articles, for example, or topics or email themes, whatever it may be. It's it's the 80-20 often applies. So, and that means once you've found that 20 that does the hard work, you can either just push that out there more often as opposed to creating new stuff. So yeah, you're right. That's, that's fabulous stuff. If people want to learn more about the people leader accelerator or the sprints or the guides, what should they do next? Um, well, th- thanks for the setup there. Yeah. First follow me on LinkedIn. Although I caution putting out content without knowing how, how it'll land. I put out a lot of content and hopefully I'm a good follow on LinkedIn. Andrew Bartlow. And through there, or just an organic search, you can find peopleleaderaccelerator.com. And there's more information about the full 16-week accelerator program, about the three-hour workshop sprints, or about the downloadable guides, each of which has a free sample version. So, hey, hopefully that'll help people sprint forward, uh, get some real work done, and you don't need to spend a nickel to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I second that motion. Check out the website, peopleleaderaccelerator.com because yeah, you can get access to a portion of some of those different guides and you can see the the really impressive content range. And also just from a I don't know, business marketing perspective, you'll get uh, an analysis or a comparison of how the accelerator compares to other types of things, whether it be shroom or something else. So it's just it's nicely, neatly laid out and very impressive. So it's uh, only going to grow from here. So Thanks for sharing your advice and your insights today. Really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.